listening to the Naked and Known podcast, where we want to break down the fear of imperfection and find true healing through the practice of vulnerability. I'm about to take my All right, shirt off. Ready? Wow. Yeah. I, if you need to, do what you need to do. <laughs> that could have been taken multiple ways, but all right. <laughs> Welcome to Naked and Known. Thanks for joining us today. We have with us today two special guests, some of our favorites. Mm-hmm. We have Audrey Swanson with us and Monica Rohde. Um, So we'll let them, I guess, introduce themselves. I don't know. Tell us a little about yourselves. Okay. <laughs> My name is Audrey Swanson. Um, I am an Enneagram 9 with a one wing. Mm. I love to read. I love to be alone. <laughs> Um, I also have four children, so you're never alone. I'm never (laughs) alone. Um, I've been married to my husband, Wes, for almost 11 years, and we have four kids. Um, Elsie is nine, Adele is eight, Henry six, and Sadie is three. And I am a stay-at-home mom to that crew. Now, are your kids in school? Are they all in school now? Yeah. um, The older three are in elementary um, Henry just started kindergarten in a half day, and oh then Sadie's goodness. in preschool two days a week or two mornings a week. So. Okay. So, yeah. So, you get a little time to yourself. Yeah, it's nice so to be much. back in routine again. And then, yeah, I have a couple hours in the week, which honestly, I am just using to like throw their old toys away. And <laughs> yes. Go to Costco I need to do. by myself. <laughs> um, so, it's been, it, it was nice to get back into the school year, and mm-hmm. I think everyone needed a little bit of a shift space yeah it's a nice even they need space from each other yeah oh yeah yeah and monica okay i'm monica Rody, and um i've been married to my husband phil for seven years we have two kids um lennon is four and river is three months and new baby yeah he's tiny um is I don't he sleeping know. through the night? He is actually. <gasps> yeah. Well, that's amazing. Yep. That's a miracle. Yeah. He <laughs> makes me be okay with maybe having another kid one wow. day. Wow. Mm-hmm. How different you is he do from it. Lennon? So different. Really? Right from the get. Oh yeah. Lennon was pure drama from the start. <laughs> and River's like, you could do anything and make me laugh and smile. Oh. That's awesome. Is that like a boy-girl difference, you think? Because you've got girls and boys, Audrey. No, not no. in our case. <laughs> uh, no, I think it's just pure personality. Personality yeah. differences, yeah. Monica, what number are you? I'm a two. <clears throat> two. Which is the helper. Yeah. Um, wing. Two wing one. Two wing which one. Which is a servant. Doesn't really sound like me. But, um, yeah, twos want to be loved and want to love people, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Love it. Love it. <laughs> well... Yeah, TT, you haven't said much yet. I don't know. I'm having a hard time tonight. (laughs) Well, I can tell you what we're looking at. Um, Audrey has three drinks in front of her. I like to to have options. They're not all alcoholic. We won't say how many are. but (laughs) It's just the one. The rest of us have two. Yeah, okay. So it's not that much. (laughs) But I should have provided snacks or something for... You know, us Enneagram nines are notorious decision makers. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Uh, Six, two. I'm with you, dude. I, like, will make a decision and then second-guess that decision five times before I can finally settle on something. (laughs) So, anyways, (laughs) 
so to anyway. get to our heavier topics. Yeah. So we're going to talk today about uh, anxiety and depression, which a lot of people struggle with. Some people maybe more quietly than others and yeah. don't feel comfortable sharing about it. So we thought it might be a good topic to bring up on the podcast. Um, any thoughts? I mean, I know that for my own self, like I've had seasons of of depression, anxiety. And so I think talking about it has been like a big thing and, and going to counseling for it is a big, mm-hmm. big thing that's helped. Um, so just kind of wanted to hear your guys' thoughts, what you guys have experienced. Um, and you're both moms and stuff that you. How much time do you have? <laughs> I know. I know. This might be a two part podcast. You, know, <laughs> we don't you can know. always cut it off that way. <laughs> yes. Girls can talk. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, yeah, we just kind of want to hear what you guys like have walked through, what you've experienced being moms in your personal um, health. And so take it away. Well, yeah. And I think like to start, maybe just. I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have ideas about anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. And then like when they experience it themselves, they're like, uh, like, what am I supposed to do with it? Am I I'm like, I don't know, one of those people or something. Or maybe you're kind of like, is this everybody's experience with this? And I don't know. It's kind of like an isolating thing. It feels like mm-hmm. I know because I'm a very anxious person. Um, but yeah. So kind of like, did you have ideas about it before experiencing it yourself and then feeling like, oh, that's kind of what what this feels like? Yeah. Did I have ideas about it before? I don't think that I ever thought about it before I actually went through it. I think my anxiety started, or at least I noticed it in college. Um, I would have panic attacks when anything was stressful, really. Hmm. It's like I couldn't deal with things. Um, yeah. And then from there, I got a medication and um this is such a long story short <laughs> but okay. um yeah I weaned off backtrack yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I weaned off of the medicine to have our first baby and I felt weirdly better mm-hmm. when I was off the medication and then we had Lennon and I silently struggled for probably a year mm-hmm. and um it took my husband my wonderful husband Phil telling me, you're not okay. You mm. need to get help. And I went back on medication. That's such a long story short. But yeah, I didn't have thoughts about it before. And after experiencing it, it's it's very different for each person, mm-hmm. right. you know? And so it's hard to have even any thoughts about someone else's depression or anxiety. Sure. Because um, everybody's story is different. Um, we'll go into did the heavy you, stuff. Did yet, you but. feel like it was something that you like acknowledged that you were going through or was it like hard to do that for some reason? Like, like in the beginning, like it took, yeah, just like, or even like when Phil kind of like called it out, was it something that you were just like, I'm going to try to manage this on my own. I'm going to, or was it something you were trying to just not even think about? Yeah. I felt like after having a kid, it was way different for Mm -hmm. me. And I felt like it was kind of like, okay, I had this kid and now it's really hard. I'm not sleeping. I'm stressed out all the time. Um, I would have so much anxiety that I would sleep with my hand on Lennon's chest. Mm. Probably for the first three months. Because I felt like, oh my God, she's going to die. She's so fragile. And so I felt like it was just something that I had to get used to. Sure. And that's such a lie. It's like just because 
my circumstances were what they were. Hmm. Like, okay, this is a life-changing thing, so I just have to get used to the new thing. Mm. Um, but then, yeah, I was feeling it before Phil okay. said anything, and I just yeah. didn't want to. I didn't want to recognize it. Yeah. Um, but I reached a really, really low point, and I think like the next day I got back on medicine, and okay. I felt so much better. Yeah. You know, so I think that's so common, especially postpartum. <laughs> I mean, and with your first child too. I. Oh yeah. I don't know you, especially, well, I'm six, you know, so like worst mm. case scenario, like I'm like picturing all the ways that my child yes. could die. Like Every time. It's just right. a horrible, you know. You walk into kitchen tile. I like pictured, okay, she's going to, I'm going to drop her and her mm-hmm. head's going to mm-hmm. crack. Yeah. And she'll die. And you're picturing, yeah. Like, yes. And you picture and then, it. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. Yeah. I get that. But it was probably nice to have that affirmation from him like yeah so I feel like in times I've almost needed that permission like you're like somebody from the outside saying permission I yeah I see you're not doing okay and then it's like okay I'm not gonna beat myself up like just somebody saying it's okay to like because people people don't have that right some people don't have supportive Mm -hmm. loved ones that yeah tell you you're not okay yeah I feel like that's the majority most people don't Mm -hmm. like I'm lucky in that aspect Right. And you think like, oh, this is just a phase. I'll get over it. Something else can come along and I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. But it's not that. It's not like that. This is your reality. You don't feel okay. You have more downtime, Mm. downtimes than good times. Yeah. You know. And did you, was it hard for you to go on medication? Like you had been on it before or the first time maybe. Yeah. Because I know people have a lot of ideas about I don't know. I think I'm even like that with some things. It's like mm. my counselor will be like, mm-hmm. maybe after you have the baby, you should go on medication. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. You know, like I'm I just <laughs> right. am not sure about it. Like right. I don't even like taking Advil. Right. Like mm-hmm. I yeah. No, like I just okay. don't just take a lot. I feel yeah. like, yeah, there could be side effects, you know, and I'm <laughs> right. like a nurse, so I shouldn't be so afraid of everything. But no, I don't I know. Think, yeah, I think it's finding the right medication too is such a big sure. thing. The medication that I was on before just wasn't good for me. Hmm. And then finding the right one after Lennon was just a life changer. I mean, it it takes time though, mm-hmm. I feel like, because you don't know till you try it. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's such a stigma around medication. Mm-hmm. Like, well, you can just go to counseling and it'll get better or right. Or pray even more. Like, right. <laughs> right. The, I feel like, like the spiritual aspect for sure. Yeah. Or And you would— <clears throat> Never say to someone else, don't try medication. You know, you would always encourage someone, if you think that's a piece of your puzzle, then you should absolutely look into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I myself was so hesitant and I'm like, why why would I not tell myself the same thing? Mm -hmm. I think we're harder on ourselves. Oh, a million times. Yeah. Yeah. But you think you should just be able to pull it together and do, you know. Yeah. Or kind of like, well, I've been working hard the last couple of years and Mm -hmm. that's helped in this way. But then it's like, yeah, but. That's helped in a really great way, mm-hmm. and I can see all the ways that that's been beneficial. But there's still something that's that's missing, still mm-hmm. like a piece that sure. hasn't quite come in yet. And so I, I started medication today. Oh so wow! Today, today, like cheers, cheers. this morning. Cheers, cheers, cheers. with all your so three I'll, drinks. So I'll come back in four <laughs> weeks and let you know how I'm feeling. <laughs> I'll just cheers myself. Cheers. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know what? I need to cling some. Yeah, that's what we need. 
There we go. That was a good one. That was a good. That one. was pretty good. Okay. Anyways, so Audrey was telling more about you were talking, right? Did we cut you off? I feel like no. you did. Okay, you said you started medication today. So I what did, kind yeah. of like led you to this point, or or like what's your history, if you don't mind? Yeah. Um, so I definitely dealt with postpartum depression in seventy five percent of my pregnancies. And I who was the good child? <laughs> no, just I, I thought that too. <laughs> like, Which one? It, That's like easy one math for me. So in reality, it was probably a hundred percent. But I just okay. couldn't wasn't able to identify what it was. <laughs> sure. And, and I gotcha. even wasn't until a lot later able to identify kind of what it was. So everyone has their postpartum fog, really, mm-hmm. and um, it's just baby blues. Yeah, totally. And right. it, it just stuck around. And I would say it was kind of like a dimmer switch. So it started and it was just a slow dim. And so mm. I didn't even really recognize what was happening and that it was continuing to happen until, um, our youngest was, uh, at least a year old. Mm. Um, I mean, maybe six months to a year. And I just didn't feel myself. The hard thing is, is that depression looks different than you think it will. And it feels different than you think it would. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't put a finger on what was happening. I just felt really not myself all the time. And it took um, a pretty big argument between Wes and myself one evening. And I was like, you you don't understand. I Something's wrong clinically. I, I don't know what's mm-hmm. wrong, but something's bad. And I think for him too, I mean, I can't entirely speak for Wes, but to know that something was off, but he also couldn't really put a finger Mm. on it. And I think at that time he probably was really hesitant to say anything because I would dissolve, you Mm. know, at at the suggestion that something was, was off or was wrong. Um, And then from, from identifying that, it still took me quite a while to even get into counseling because it felt hard to even, the hardest part for me was finding a therapist, finding mm-hmm. a psychologist. I, I just didn't know who to go to. I didn't. How to even start. How to even exactly. start to help yourself. Right. Totally. That's the hardest. It, it, like so if hard. someone would have just come and said, here's a list of three people. And yep. and pick one and go. You'll mesh well with this person. Yes, absolutely. And it would have. You can. I would have gotten help a lot sooner. Yeah. Mm. Um. And so I had a friend over one day, and we were talking, and she had mentioned counseling, and I said that's been the hardest thing for me is to just find someone that works. And she was like, "Well, I can't give you the perfect answer, but I can give you this name and mm. just see if it's a good fit for you." And it was a great fit. It happened to be. So I've been seeing awesome. my um, psychologist for a little over three years and have done a lot of work, uh, identifying kind of what the lies, like you said, with anxiety, it's same, Mm -hmm. but different Mm -hmm. for, um, in my experience for depression and identifying the lies when I am experiencing it and identifying what is reality, but that doesn't change the feeling. And that has been really pervasive. It's kind of like, I can tell myself what's real, but that doesn't change the hopelessness that I feel. Yes. And, and I need something else along yes. with counseling. Yes. And 
it took me a long time to go see a psychiatrist too, because I, there were a lot of preconceived notions that I had to dig up in myself. And then I had to deal with, with close relationships that were really mm-hmm. hard. I'm glad that I took this step and I'm glad that I started. And mm-hmm. I think it will, I just wanted to feel like myself. Yeah. yeah. Which know? is so hard in itself after you become a mother. Mm-hmm. I feel like you take mm. on a whole new yeah. identity, but then add any sort of depression or anxiety on top of it. And it's like, yeah, I, I feel like also when you're depressed, it's hard to help yourself. Part of it is like, I, I'm just going to keep burying myself yeah. because it's easier to do that mm-hmm. than to reach out and talk to someone mm. or you actually really encouraged me to find a counselor. Yeah. I still haven't found the right one. <laughs> we have one for you. Yeah. I we hand out, one. I hand out the my therapist's name like candy. <laughs> I'm like, thing. I tried her and she has not accepted my insurance. So yeah. now taking donations. For <laughs> so. we um, Monica's that. GoFundMe is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like it's hard to help yourself when you're feeling that way. It's hard to even say I'm having a dark day. Like, yep. and and sometimes for me, even to say it to Wes. Yes. And luckily that we've identified like that word and I just say I'm having a dark day. And mm-hmm. before I would try and explain it or I would just kind mm-hmm. of seclude myself. And because I felt it's too hard to try and explain it to someone. It's too hard to, I don't want to even, I just don't want to even deal with anyone. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I wouldn't text a friend or, mm-hmm. and I know better now that I have certain people in my life that I can just text dark day mm-hmm. and they'll be like, mm. got it. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That's, I, I feel like it's super hard to reach out to. Oh yeah. Yeah. How do you guys feel like people have responded to you? Like if you have reached out, you know, because I guess that's the fear, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how are people going to respond? Are they going to take me seriously or, like, understand me? Yeah. I feel like I— they going to see me differently? Right. For me, people that really know me know me as very sensitive and very emotional and very dramatic. <laughs> um, so I feel like for, I was hesitant to reach out to mm. people because I feel like they wouldn't take me seriously. Like, mm. oh, you're just being dramatic. And I feel like that's probably other people feel that way, too. Mm -hmm. Did people actually respond that way? No. No. I feel like everyone's been pretty either supportive or really just flatline. Okay. That's it. That's all I want to know about it, you know? Okay. Um, People super close to me have been very supportive. I've been very fortunate. It was hard for me to start opening up about it because um, the oppression I got I assumed that people's reaction would kind of be, oh, she's having a hard time. Yes. You know? Yeah. Kind of the. Um, oh, she can't handle it. Right. Right. And so mm. for years, I would show up to places that we were supposed to show up. And I would feel, I would be like a millisecond away from sobbing yes. for hours. Like anytime we were anywhere. I and, feel you. Yeah. Hmm. And it was just because I think it wasn't, I I didn't seek out genuine enough responses or people to confide in. Um, And then 
once I really opened up about it, it was kind of like, this is really helpful for me and maybe it'll be helpful for you too Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people are feeling this way, especially women. And I think hearing someone else talk about it, I don't have it worked out, but at least knowing someone else is kind of just, yeah, me too. Yes, I agree. But I have from my dearest friends and family, for the family that we've, you know, I want to tell about it. Mm. Um, it's been phenomenal, really supportive and, mm. and really wonderful. I feel like there's this, first of all, with social media, mm-hmm. I mean, we're probably opening up a whole new wall here. But <laughs> feel free. Whole, not wall. Open up the Can. wall. Open Bring down, down the, the walls. The wall. Open the holes. <laughs> <laughs> what, you know what I'm saying. Make some space. <laughs> got you. I got you, girl. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's this persona that people put on on social right. media, this like performance vulnerability. Mm. It is like, for instance, look at my messy house. But it's like, you cleaned up before you <laughs> took that picture. You know what I mean? Totally. But also there's this like mom Instagram. Uh-huh. The moms on Instagram are like perfect pictures of their kids. And uh-huh. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. Like I'll take a right. picture of River, but right before he was screaming his head off and right. I was also crying. Like, you know, <laughs> like I, it's so hard to find that line of real vulnerability on social media. But yeah, we can't hear you, Tia. Really? <laughs> Where are you, Tia? You're far away. <laughs> I got the funny mic. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. You got the reject mic. (laughs) Sorry. My point is, it's like a community of like, it's not okay to not be okay. Mm. I feel like that's the hardest part, like, of reaching Mm -hmm. out to feel like it's not okay that you feel that way. Yeah. You're not living up to your role or, you know, you're not good enough. I also felt like when I... Hmm. would say something especially to like a licensed professional Mm -hmm. that it would be like I I assumed that I wouldn't be believed that Mm. it was as bad as I thought it was I I like I genuinely thought I would go as if me walking into her office and within the first 10 seconds of meeting Catherine my psychologist (laughs) breaking down and crying like she wouldn't she would say this isn't this isn't that bad, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But even with my visit with the psychiatrist, I thought Hmm. she's going to, we're going to get to the end of this hour and she's going to say, I don't know if you really need anything. And Hmm. I was really fearful of that because Hmm. then I thought, well, then what's next? Like, then what? Where do I go? Do I have to feel like this forever then? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's not but, true, guys. But she didn't. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's very (laughs) helpful and they're amazing. (laughs) Yes. Like they take you, at face fit, you know. They, of course, yeah. yeah. They believe you. And yeah. That's, that's really encouraging to people who may be too scared, you know, to yes. to speak up about it. Because it's like there are answers, you know. Mm-hmm. Not not that like everything's grand now and your life's like perfect, but there are people that can help and yeah. right. medication and all that stuff. Are Do you ever feel like mm-hmm. there are certain things that trigger depression or anxiety or is it like – you wake up and you feel just a burden or ex- kind of explain what you feel like, like for other people to understand and like mm-hmm. the life that you kind of are living and, and what you've walked through. So I would joke with Wes when I first started counseling, um, you know, the commercials where 
it was for some kind of depression medication and it would be, <laughs> and people would just look so oh, miserable so all the time sad. and everything would be in a gray cast and it's yeah, the like yeah. music, you know? Uh-huh. And, and so I would joke with him like, I'm not like the do, 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 do kind of depressed. I'm yeah. a different kind. And, um, it was like I said earlier, just like a, a gradual dimming. And for me, I've worked yeah. out, it has a lot to do with my hormone cycle. Mm, right. And so it. Powerful things. Yeah. Hormones. And so I, the way that my body is working right now, I have um, nearly half the days of the month where I feel like a normal day, which is a lot because we have four kids. I'm not minimizing that. A normal day is incredibly draining and Mm -hmm. I am remarkable at putting on a good front. So it seems fine, but a lot of those days I'm just kind of waiting it out and Mm -hmm. um, it feels a little numb. And then I'm looking for ways to kind of detach because I think maybe that's Mm going to help me feel differently and it doesn't. Um, but most recently in the last couple months, it's been, I've had a lot more severe days where it's, um, I, I can't shake myself out of a hopelessness and, um, like truly, honestly, there's a lot of anger that comes with it. And so I feel very irritated, um, and the worst days are days where I, like, have to call someone to take the kids. And and it's just waiting out the day to see if the next one's different. Because, and I, I truly wish I could just sleep. Like, I could just mm-hmm. fall asleep and that I would wake up in two days because I knew that it would feel differently maybe in a couple days. Um, and so that's the part where for I can tell myself after a couple years of counseling that this is a really hard time in, in your hormone cycle or mm-hmm. this is this is just a hard day for you. It's a really, really bad day. But that doesn't change the feeling that it takes 100% of the energy that I have for the day mm. to um, go pick up my kids at Carline and then you know, help them get situated at home and then text my neighbor and say, like, I need them to be at the park with you for a while. Hmm. Um, So it's, I feel like I have a lot of varying degrees of days and, and I've noticed that the really hard ones are happening more frequently and that's pretty scary for me. So I, I'm hopeful that medication will make me feel a lot more like I'm inhabiting myself and not a kind of a slave to it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's so hard because like, like you're saying, like life's not stopping for this mm-hmm. moment. And so mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to deal with what's going, you're battling that in your mind yeah. of like this internal thing. And then you're, you have four children and it's like, that is, it's so hard. Yeah. And then, I mean, to beat yourself up so badly that internally I'm just thinking, 
Uh, you can't even be present for your kids. Like this is mm-hmm. this is ruining them as much as it's ruining you, mm-hmm. which is another lie. You yeah. know, it's yeah. such a yeah. lie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so mature that you're and I mean, yeah, you were saying like going through counseling and everything, but just even like knowing your needs in those moments, being able to see those things. Do you feel like that came out of like doing the counseling and that kind of thing or no. like you just yes and no yeah you just like learned kind of the patterns along the Being way self aware about it right. yeah I think part of it is learning the pattern part of it is just um, God dropping people in my lap mm. that were are really um, practically helpful and yeah so that's been part of it part of it is like you have to I had to show I had to let people show me mm. how to express my needs I had a really like my probably worst day. And my neighbor for carpool came to pick up the kids and she could tell right away that it was a really hard day. And she said, I'm going to come back and pick up the other kids and I'm going to have them and I can pick up your older kids from school. Um, and she said, just go and sleep. Just go and lay down and sleep and don't think about what time you need to come get them or, and she said, and I'll come, I'll bring mm, them back so at the sweet. end of the day and I'll bring dinner. Wow. Um, oh what a wonderful friend. Yeah. yeah. And that day before Wes had left work, he knew it was really rough and he showed up in the middle of the day and had taken the afternoon off and I just needed oh. someone to like lie in the bed with me and mm. I couldn't stop sobbing. I mean, it was just, and then I said to Wes, like, now I'm that commercial. <laughs> like, <then> now it's, <laughs> but Aww. And now we're all crying right now. <laughs> I know. So that, that's been helpful for me, for people to show me how to express my needs and that that's safe to do. And mm. that those needs will be met once I express them. They won't be doubted. They're going to be met. And um, that was a really big deal for me. That's huge to have wow. that support. It's really great. Yeah. But also, that's really hard. Very yeah. hard. Super hard. Audrey, thank you so much. That was, yeah, I know that's sharing. gonna speak to a lot of people. <clears throat> like just you saying all of that, it just creates like just open conversation for mm-hmm. people to feel safe. I think just by saying all of that. So thank you. Um, my question was what triggers <laughs> and uh, what was it? <laughs> <laughs> what is there like is it caused by triggers or is there anything that triggers the anxiety or depression okay triggers um for me the depression there's no trigger I could wake up I mean it could just be as you said a dark day okay. mm. and nothing will pull you out of it mm. it's just that's the rest of the day and then you just hope that the next day is better um anxiety mm. definitely there are triggers for me Obviously, everybody's story is different. Um, I'll share my lowest point, and I think it came out of anxiety. Um, after having Lennon, I feel like I really struggled with rage, which mm-hmm. is, but anyway. Um, Same. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, anything would set me off, and I would just mm. be so angry. And uh, the specific time I was cleaning my house. We were renting a house and I was cleaning it for a showing because the owners of the home wanted to sell the house. And I was trying to clean and Lennon was um, maybe two. 
And she just kept, mama, 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 mama. Mm. And it got to me so much that I got down in her face and I yelled at her and I said, I effing hear you, except I said that mm. word. Yeah. <laughs> um, I screamed it at her and I put her in her crib for a nap and then I audibly heard, you should kill yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not mm-hmm. like I actually wanted to kill myself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I said out loud, no, stop, no, I'm not going to kill myself. Um, I immediately called Phil. Mm-hmm. He came home, and the next day I was on medication. So mm-hmm. um, anxiety triggers for me, like stressful moments. Mm-hmm. I get very flustered easily. Um, social anxiety, all of that. Um, my counselor, who I've been seeing, or who I'd seen for a little bit, I don't mm. think she's the right one, but she talked a lot about mindfulness, which mm. has helped a lot in situations like that. Like, I have had to just walk into my bedroom and close my door, mm-hmm. even if Lennon's crying on the other side. Just knowing my limits of yeah, before I do sure. something, I, I'll regret again by yelling at her or whatever. Um, just go in my door and go into my bedroom and just cry for a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's helped a little bit, I guess. Being able to take some space when you need it. Yeah. Knowing my limits now. Mm. Um, okay. What happens if you are in public and you feel a lot of stress and you feel like there's no place I can go? Mm. I get really fuzzy. Yeah. Hmm. I can't focus on what the person talking to me is saying. Even like I'm at church, it's after church, someone's talking to me, but there's a lot of people mm-hmm. there. Like I get fuzzy then. Yeah, You could be talking to me, you could be telling me a serious thing and I could not be hearing it just hmm. because I don't know why. I think that's the social anxiety part of it. Um, what do you guys feel like you like need from... You've kind of touched on it in different ways, but, like, what would you tell, like, your loved ones you need in those moments? Like, I guess even the example you're giving, Andrea, of, like, if you're in public and something, you know, like, mm-hmm. what would you want, like, the people you're close to to, like, know or to how how could they, like, help or, or be there for you in the best way? So Phil's really good at supporting me. Does he pick up on like your he cues picks up and stuff immediately? Yeah, when I'm flustered or anxious or anything, um, and he's so even keeled, like mm. he's just go with the flow. Yeah, you know, um, like today we were in church. I was trying to nurse River, and he just wasn't having it. He's not a great nurser. He like unlatches and oh. anyway, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be, Eat. I'm gonna nur- <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna nurse him in public. I mean, I had a <clears throat> yeah. cover on, but. I got all confident and then it didn't work out and then I got really <laughs> flustered. But he came out with me and sat with me while I nursed him. And he, I mean, he just knows. He feels it. He senses it. And um, just to have somebody there with me. And sometimes he'll just hug me. Aww. And that helps. <laughs> good job, Phil. I know. <laughs> good job, Phil. You're such a good husband. Um, to have somebody good. to listen to. He listens to me cry mm. all the time. Mm. Yeah. Sorry. Also, sorry, Phil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What about you? The ability to be able to say no, just, Mm. um, no, we're not going to do that play date or, um, 
Like no explanation needed. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. Good. No justification or anything. Mm. Um, I think a really big thing for me is like what, when Wes, what Wes did is just, I'll wait with you, you know, mm. I'll wait it out. Okay. And then to be alone and I, I'll just go upstairs and, and really it's just kind of like, it, it feels like everything's in slow motion, but it's, it's really just wait, counting down the hours, you know, so mm. it, or waiting till I fall asleep, but knowing that someone is willing to just be like, okay, I'll, I'll wait with you until it's gone. Mm. And then tomorrow I'll wait with you again. And then my friend Carrie, just without question, you know, cause if she had given me the choice, what can I do to help? Mm. I would have just said nothing. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, um, and Wes is great. I mean, like Phil, he'll just kind of send me off to, to be alone without feeling like I'm letting anyone down, I think is the big thing for me. It's is so that, hard to not feel guilty about that. Yeah. To, hmm. yeah. Cause you just feel like I'm dropping every ball. I, I just, it. everything mm-hmm. is on mm-hmm. the ground and that's not true. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of like, like I'm not, I am very important, but it's like, I'm not important enough that like one evening is going to like throw everyone out of whack, you know, right, right. like no, totally. it's, yeah. you know, even if it was a couple of days, they'd be fine. It would be, but I feel like that. Yeah. They're yeah. not going to survive without me. How are they right. going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> not true. Um, so that's, that stuff is really helpful for me. I think mm-hmm. someone, someone telling me that they're going to help in that way and knowing that I can say, no, that won't be helpful. But I, mm. it's harder for me to ask specifically for what I sure. feel like I need. Yeah. Gotcha. Which takes a lot of strength, too. I mean, from both of you, like, to be able to have those boundaries, you know, and, and say what you need. Because sometimes people, they want to help, but then it's not helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And twos don't accept help. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They're well, people and I pleasers. Feel like sometimes <clears throat> what I the need that I have cannot is not possible to be met right now. Mm. And that's also not true. Um because it's usually not like a huge ask. It's mm-hmm. just I want you to lay with me and yeah. just mm. like be quiet and just be next to me. Why I is it so that. hard to ask what we need? Say yeah. what we need. I think it's hard for mm-hmm. everybody. Yeah. It's so good, you guys. It's like the the presence of that person that you need there, whatever. Yeah. For both of you, it sounds mm-hmm. like. With your husbands. Because I feel like everybody has that to an extent of like, you feel like you don't want someone to like give up on you or like yeah. be like, I've had enough, you know, or whatever. I mean, I know I struggle with that a lot. Like, am I going to be, am I too crazy for too long <laughs> or whatever, oh, you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah with my own stuff and and just like knowing like having that reassurance that like no I'm with you I'm not going anywhere you know and that's what a good marriage should be Mm -hmm. which is awesome even having a friend that will text um how are you feeling or if Mm -hmm. she knows that I've been feeling kind of sliding into a hard stretch of time and I won't answer because it's it feels impossible to try Mm -hmm. and answer that but I have a friend who will just keep texting me you know she'll just keep texting um, thinking mm. of you, you know, call me when you feel like you can or when you get a chance. And 
it's usually a couple days later, mm. which is okay. Mm-hmm. You know? But just to know that someone's in your corner. Yeah. And waiting for you and there for you, ready to do whatever you need is helpful. Yeah. Well, the last podcast, we talked about the infertility. Mm. And like, I feel like from, I don't know. I mean, I was talking to our counselor about, sh- we were trying to figure out, am I depressed? I don't know what's mm-hmm. like going on with me. But then I started reading back to the Enneagram mm-hmm. about the four and how the one goes to four mm-hmm. in uh, stress and like how mm-hmm. then I I read the whole chapter on a four and I was like, I mean, I was reacting. I was like any emotion I had, I was having like, I was just doing whatever emotion. I wasn't thinking through anything. It was like whatever I felt I said, no matter how hurtful it was, Robbie got a lot of the, that bad side of the front of it (laughs) poor guy but um I realized like my unhealthy part was coming out and that's Mm -hmm. why I do love the Enneagram because it showed me that and I think in the book uh road back to you it says like you know with a four you they do they just want to sit with somebody and like Mm -hmm. ride that wave that emotional wave and I guess like that just brought me so much comfort because I'm like, I know this isn't going to last forever, but like, it just seems like the last seven months I've just been in this cloud of like four, mm. you know, just in my feelings, in my emotions. And it's like, a, I don't, it's not like a saying, but <laughs> um, fours are fantastic friends when you are grieving because they're not going to try mm. or hurting or they're not going to try and pull you out of anything. Mm-hmm. They're going to be in it with you. Yeah. And a lot of other um, numbers or personalities will want to help you and try fix, to fix it. it. Yeah. Fix it yeah. or yeah. like avoid yeah. the pain yeah. of it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. Like let's do something fun. Like that's what Robbie would because he's a seven and it's like he just was like let's go do something fun. <clears throat> and I was like I just need like somebody to feel this with me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it. I was listening to Annie Downs podcast and she does like I don't know once a month with uh Enneagram and she said one of her friends like it was just this dark oh it was Amanda Cook mm-hmm. she had Amanda Cook oh, on yeah, and she's a, a four good, good episode and I think she's a four uh, I think she was probably one. okay from I feel the like sound every of it. artist is a four <laughs> yeah. yeah most of them are but she could she be was, like yeah four or five or something I can't or maybe remember. her friend was I don't know no she's a five she's and a five. her friend was maybe a four, a four wing and her when she like wrote this new album Sorry if I get this wrong, Amanda Cook, because I know <laughs> I know you're listening. Misquoting you. <laughs> but her you're friend listening. like sat in this house with her for days and just like mm. fours can feel your pain. And I feel like both of you, like times I've we've had one-on-one talks, like mm. you guys feel it. Like mm. and I don't know if your numbers go to fours at all, but mine does in a growth healthy. In a growth, mm. yeah. So mm. I don't know. It's just, it's really fascinating, like, how you can just sit and and be. And I think that's a beautiful part about about it. Mm -hmm. My sister's a four. Yeah. And she's been my biggest advocate in life. so good. My whole life. So that's, yeah, she has sat sat with me in every pain. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. What would you guys tell people I guess that are like struggling or like what would you have wanted someone to tell you if you're like quietly struggling with you know either or both of these things with anxiety and depression 
I know they go hand in hand a lot of the time. So I don't know. It's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to sit in those feelings. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think um, if I could go back and tell myself something during that period of time, it would be that go now, find, find someone now. Mm. Um, it is as bad as you think it is. And, and it can be different. Mm. And, and you know yourself the best, be an advocate mm-hmm. for yourself. Mm-hmm. And also call me and I'll give you my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more question. Um, I know you just started your medicine. Mm-hmm. Monica, do you feel better? Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like before not being on medicine, I would have like picture a flat line and everybody mm-hmm. kind of just goes up and down. Mm-hmm. My downs were way down compared to other people and my ups were way up. It's almost mm-hmm. like manic. Like if I had a really good day, it'd be like really good. I'm riding this high. And then if I had a really bad day, it would be like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just cave in on myself mm-hmm. and crawl into a hole. And with medicine, I feel like it evened me out a little bit. Okay. I still need therapy. I need to find a, sure. a good counselor. But I feel like medicine has helped me even out. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That's good. Yeah. Good description. Yeah. What about yeah. your walk with the Lord? Like, yeah. how do you guys feel like you're, I mean, I'm sure you see God in a very different way and you feel things that other people haven't felt. And I don't know. Did anyone tell you to like, like someone mentioned at the beginning, like pray more or mm-hmm. something, and then maybe you won't feel that way. I don't think anybody told me that specifically, <laughs> but I feel like the churches that I've been mm-hmm. to, it's kind of like you weren't allowed to be depressed because your God is bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, okay, but this is how I feel. And right. so now there's even more shame in feeling that. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I feel like, you know, the world's not the way God intended it to be. So to say, like, obviously God is bigger than your depression, but to say, oh, I'm just going to wait till he heals me is like, Mm. that's kind of, don't do that. Yeah, (laughs) it's not safe. Yeah. Yeah. So nobody specifically told me that. Yeah, I know that's a lot of people's story and I think it's sad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I did have a conversation with someone who said that, and it was a, it was a, out of fear and they argued, they said, you have to agree that there's a spiritual component to it. And this was an argument about whether or not I should see a psychiatrist. And that made me feel so hopeless mm. because, of course, there's a spiritual component to, to it. Um, there's a spiritual component to everything. Yeah. <laughs> but praying isn't solely praying isn't going to write the chemicals in my brain. Yes. Mm. And it could, of course it could. I could have miraculous healing from depression, but right now that's not happening. And right now there have been brilliant doctors that have created things that help Mm -hmm. people who have a hormonal imbalance. and, And you don't tell a diabetic that there's a spiritual component and that right. that maybe That's so true their spiritual life would change their insulin problem maybe you should pray more 
And it wasn't even that. The conversation I had wasn't maybe you should pray more. It, and it was, it really was solely based out of fear. It just kind sure. of, I'm, I, this is uncharted territory and I don't know anything about it. And I'm mm-hmm. fearful for how that's going to go. And I want you to be safe. So mm-hmm. I understand where the, the root of it. Sure. Um, but hearing it when you already feel really hopeless, hearing mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. like, it was a little devastating to me mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say be careful with your words and and be really gentle with people's experiences because you just don't know. You mm-hmm. Even if it's the closest person to you, you just don't know. You can't mm-hmm. possibly know even if they're trying to explain it the best they can. So it that conversation has since been resolved. And, um, and I think I was... I, I'm glad that I was able to adequately explain why that was really hurtful and um, and also not correct. Mm. Um, but it's I, it's been hard for me to feel this way and work through it. I still haven't worked through it with my relationship with, with God because I feel genuinely like I feel upset that this is, I don't feel upset that it's been my experience, but like I think of the pain that I've known from this. And then I think of so many other people just that I know and that I don't know that have this pain, that have other pains. And it's kind of like, well, what for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Right. The purpose. I don't, Why? I don't want to learn what I, I don't want to feel like I should learn something from this. Mm. I don't think someone has to experience something like this to, to learn something. I feel like that's the response of a lot of yeah. people like, well, I just need to learn to trust God more. Right. I need to lean on God more, which, okay, whatever. But I also feel really shitty and yeah. you're making me feel worse. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you, as if you did something wrong or you didn't right. do enough. Yeah. And like, it's never gonna. Like you said, your anything. relationship with God, it's like, I feel like the past year and a half, I've really questioned that. Like, okay, well, not just specifically depression and anxiety, but like, Why? Yeah. You know, like, why, why does that happen? Or why does this happen? Or you're like, what's there to learn in cancer? You know, like, yeah. you right. can pick anything. Mm. I, yeah, I've definitely had that question all year long. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it could be, I feel like the older we get, we, we see more now. It's like, you just start to experience more tragedy, more pain, pain yeah. in the world. And it's like, Oh my word! Why are we even here? I I don't understand mm-hmm. it, and and I I don't know. I still don't know. No. I mean, yeah, it's an ongoing thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. That could be a whole nother podcast. I know. It's <laughs> like, do we, do we continue? Know. Do on we get into that? There's so I much I could say on, to say on yeah. that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You know, I know God is good, and and I know that He's sovereign. I just feel like can can we get to the part where every tear is wiped away? Mm. And I mean, a big thing that I've learned is that I felt so like I wanted to hide it for so long, mm-hmm. or I just wanted to like keep up pretenses for so long, and I wanted to hold on to that shame for so long because it felt mm. more comfortable somehow than. Mm-hmm than working through anything else to let it go. And that's, that's not like God tells us, Jesus wants us to look up, you know, we don't shame. We don't want to, he doesn't want to keep us in our shame. You know, he wants Mm. us to like look him full in the face. And, and I want to do that, 
it, but it feels t- like too much sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. like it feels kind of like, but I'm mad at you. And so I don't want to look at you, mm-hmm. which is what I do to Wes sometimes. Right. <laughs> you know? Don't look at me because <laughs> right. the fight will be over. So <laughs> right. <you're> <laughs> I get that. But that is the beauty of God that he does want us even in the, the just the trenches. I mean, he wants us to come to him and like, that's a very, it's very hard to do because you just want to run away and you just want to escape and you want to sleep or whatever. But he does, he does want us. So like, yes, he wants to, I feel like I'm, I'm learning right now specifically in my life that he is meeting me in the trenches. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I've questioned that like, okay, well, why, did, why are so many people going through this just so we'll need you mm-hmm. I don't know yeah guys there's no like clear cut answers I don't think I mean no and everybody's story is different mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I mean I I think we can all agree that God does meet us does love us and like longs for us you know and like you were even saying Audrey like longing for like we long for him it's like in us that we're longing for that day that all the tears will be wiped away and like the fullness of his kingdom and that's that's what we were made for. This is not what we were made for, you know. <sighs> but it's very hard in the day to day, you know. Yeah. And I think it's good to be open handed and and say and you're still there with him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like he's going anywhere. Right. So and not have all the answers and not yeah. or yeah. not be like happy with him. I, I he think, wants you to come to him with all those things. Yeah. You know? I think a tendency as someone who grew up in the church is to think of the like most accessible right answer to mm-hmm. what how I'm feeling or if I have if so I'm, black and white yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that's not it a lot of times and that's not sufficient for the answer is not sufficient for me and it's not bad right to feel like you need more than that right you know black and white answer yep mm-hmm. totally not bad I agree yeah thank you guys so much for sharing oh my gosh I know that probably not easy but I really like Tia said before I just think it's gonna bless so many people and maybe bring some people like out of hiding so yeah I just think the world of you both I mean Mm -hmm. you guys are one all three of you wonderful moms (laughs) thank you and just beautiful people inside and out and if you don't know these ladies you should and reach out (laughs) to them (laughs) except we're both just holed up in our own house they're both not going anywhere they both might be introverted though so maybe don't reach out right (laughs) unless you know them already just alone at a restaurant or at the movies and don't come find us (laughs) just don't reach out they're actually looking for space not for more friends so don't look them up more space. That should be a t-shirt. Oh, More space. But that's so there. not true. No, it's not. Yeah. No. You guys, please reach out. Yeah. <laughs> please do. I feel like talking about my story is so hopeless, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just want people to know that it's not hopeless and mm-hmm. you're not alone because a lot of people struggle mm-hmm. silently and call me if you are. Yeah. Well, just even the strength it took to say no to that voice that said, mm-hmm. that, said yes. that to you. Like that is... That's so big, Monica. I think of mm-hmm. suicide so differently after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I could like not happened. control that voice. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And some people might say that's Satan. Maybe it was. But I couldn't control that voice. Yeah. yeah. Right. I had to say out loud, no. Yeah. So like yeah. to think of, 
I don't know. That's a whole other topic too. But yeah. like to think of suicide differently after yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not just like people giving up. Right. Right. No, Sometimes it's... you can't control your yeah. own thoughts. Yeah. Mm. That's scary. It yeah. is scary. Well, so, so <laughs> on that note, and bye. <laughs> bye. I do have to say one thing. Audrey Swanson is the best cookie maker in the world. Stop by her house. She won't She'll mind. She'll give you them little frozen already. Oh, and then she's like, got them ready in the oven. And I know. Like, but I end up eating the cookie dough. Cookie only sheets, cookie dough. Oh, I know. Right. I only want the cookie dough, too. Oh, my word. I have some upstairs, actually. No one makes But it's not the chocolate same as cookies. <laughs> no, I like the best. I tried. Oh, one time, oh. I had a baby, and she brought over lasagna and bread and later oh. we found out that she made the butter from scratch you turned butter yeah you got a turner we kept a cow in our bed <laughs> <laughs> this woman <laughs> hey, cool. she really can. i feel great about myself oh, oh, my yep. yeah. i can't i can't do it the last time i made chocolate chip Churn cookies butter. No, chocolate chip cookies. I guess what happened? They turned into muffins, and there was half a spatula inside one. Wait, what? Spatula? Wait, what? What? what, The spatula melted off. Spatula. Spatula spatula. is not a word. (laughs) I love that word. Spatula. Spatula. Oh, spatula. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, you guys ruined my story. (laughs) A spatula was in the cookie. <laughs> we couldn't ignore it. Sorry. Spatula. <laughs> oh. Anyways. So yeah. wait. It was more part of the spatula of was cookies. <laughs> no. I will not vote. safe to eat. No. Never eat my cookies. An embarrassing amount of time and years trying to figure out how to make the best chocolate chip cookie that I could. Figured it out. Yeah. Did you get a recipe from someone or you just, it was like, (laughs) I just kind of patchworked everything. Is that your favorite dessert? Is that why you went so hardcore? No, it's not even my favorite dessert. (laughs) Yeah. What is your favorite? I could never make a a good chocolate chip cookie and it bothered me so (laughs) much. Afterwards. What's your favorite dessert to end our time today? <laughs> cheesecake. Ooh. Like, like, there's a lot of different kinds of cheesecakes, no, no. though. Like, pure. Pure? Just wait, purest. wait, I have a question. Have you guys had both cheesecake made with cream cheese and ricotta cheese? Yes. No. Which one do you like better? Ricotta cream cheese. Pasta. I've never ricotta, done ricotta, I just but feel cream like cheese get a for little sure. Texture. Ricotta yeah. for me is... I like anything with cream cheese. Mm. So there's this place in Lake Geneva... That has Italian cheesecake made with ricotta cheese. It is the best cheesecake I've ever had in my ever. entire life. Ever. Wow. I've had a lot of cheesecake. Do they ship it places? Or no, like, Phil might go, go there, there okay. every year for our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the Can cheese. you bring us some back? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just Uber Eats it from like yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be $120. <laughs> you did make a mean cake for Phil's birthday. What was that? I That was not my recipe. I got it from Jen Ferrugio. Shout out oh, to my friend. Jen she is, is the best. 
an amazing Girl baker. Girl can make a cake. Oh, yeah. she can make anything. She, she just made today all, she made, made tons of pop for her wedding. She made all the desserts for her own wedding. Of course she did. Yeah, I, she needs to open her own bakery. <laughs> she does because she's amazing. She today I made would not be hired. apple cinnamon scones. <laughs> <laughs> Too many spatulers. <laughs> Too many spatulers here. <laughs> I don't even know how to say this. Stinking word. <laughs> Let alone bake. I love it. Okay, go Anyway, ahead. yeah, no, I can't take credit for that. So that what's your you favorite made it, dessert? Though. I is made it. it is yours cheesecake, too, with I the ricotta cheese? I can't pick. Honestly, if I could eat dessert for every meal, I would. Okay. And I do have dessert Until after I've, almost no, every meal. Right now. Yeah. So I really couldn't. I, I, I can't choose. A, I can't choose. A favorite. Okay. Okay. I love yeah. cake and cupcakes and okay. cheesecake and cookies. And I, I can keep going. There's <laughs> more. <laughs> Candy bars. I'm no. pretty much with you. Yeah. <laughs> frozen candy <laughs> bars. Dark chocolate. Frozen dark chocolate. Oh, I have that sister. on a nightly basis. <laughs> you guys are learning too much about me. No, this is great. Have you guys had mochi? It's like. Oh, it's that like Asian ice cream, uh, right? Green? Yeah, there's, there's like green tea, tea there's kind. mango. There's different flavors. I don't I, even know. Audrey's checking Jordy just how got you me. pronounce it. Oh, geez. <laughs> this whole episode, I said things wrong. <laughs> Never have I ever. Yeah, okay. You did great. But my favorite would be Ober. <laughs> Ober. We need wise. to cut her off. Ober. Chocolate. <laughs> Get away, guys. Okay, over. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Mochi, mochi, yes. mochi. Okay, hey. good. See? <laughs> that was a high five. <laughs> okay. Um, but Oberweiss, peanut butter, chocolate ice cream. Mm. It's like ribbons of good. peanut butter. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Swirls. I mean, no one has ever put so much no. peanut butter yes, in ice have. cream before. <laughs> Target. Yes, Tar- Market pantry. Yes. Oh, really? Target. Brand chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Ooh, so good. Oh my word. It has wow. so much peanut butter, like huge. Just huge spoonfuls. Yeah. Um huh. we are making our this listeners drink. Taking a sad yeah. turn. <laughs> you guys should all go have this. <laughs> We're not responsible Treat for the diabetes. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um I love the Oreo pie from Baker Square. Are there any Baker that Squares? Is, there are. They're a little further than you see. I don't even like, know what that is. Every birthday, that's like pretty much just what I want. Isn't that what mm. Shauna makes you? Shauna makes one too, which is really delicious. Shauna, great job. The, I still love the Baker's Square one. Yeah, it's okay. like, I don't know. It's just so creamy and delicious. We should just have a dessert. Everybody bring your own desserts. Yeah. And you just eat them all. <laughs> and then just eat your own. <laughs> I like that. I love That's our next it. party. Yes. We are going to have you guys back. Yes. That's for sure. This is we, only, yeah. This is maybe only next time we can talk about parenting. Ooh, Ooh. That would be a good one. Yeah. I know everything. The good, the I bad, literally and the, the ugly. Swansons for all my parenting. And I, I said, did you need to find new friends. <laughs> no. Better parents. You guys have helped us so much. I remember. Steve was like all stressed because, you know, Ronnie was like delayed with Mm -hmm. stuff. And he was like, we can't get him to eat with a spoon or whatever. And Wes was like, eventually he's going to eat with the spoon. (laughs) Great advice. He's all right. And we were like, oh, okay, we could just breathe then. Okay, cool. Like, you know, you worry about the milestones. Anyways. Yeah. Just one of the many stories of things that we've (laughs) taken from you guys. Yes. That would be fun. Let's do an episode on parenting. 
All right. See you next time with these guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us back. Have yeah. you guys back oh, next you. week in uh, same place. Same Every place. Sunday <laughs> night. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yes. It's uh, a couple hours without children. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's a good excuse to get out of the house. To talk about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Just talk about your kids the whole time. Right. <laughs> Anyways. Thanks. Happy to have you all. Thanks for having us. Bye-bye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs> I'm going to pee my pants. Oh. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and click subscribe.